Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, provided by Living Stream Ministry, and featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee. Witness Lee served the Lord faithfully for more than 70 years, culminating with his exhaustive commentary on the entire scriptures called Life Study of the Bible. Today, we're happy to bring you recorded excerpts from his ministry, along with some of our own considerations. At the end of the program, we'll give you the website where you can find more about the remarkable ministry of these two men. But for now, please enjoy today's program. Have you ever wondered why there's so much dissension, division, among genuine Christians? It's not something new among believers of Christ today. The Apostle Paul addressed this problem in his epistle to the Philippians, as well as many other places. And we're going to visit Philippians today. We invite you to stay with us for this life study. And if you can, we promise you some new insights from God's Word. And joining us to fellowship from the book of Philippians today is Francis Paul. Francis, it's good to be in the New Testament, uh, and I'm glad you're here for this second program. Really, I'm glad to be in the New Testament again. We've had a marvelous uh, journey through the book of Daniel, and before that, the book of Revelation, and before that, the book of Matthew. Uh, three books that really focused on oh, a lot of things related to prophecy and the Lord's coming and the coming kingdom. And now we find ourselves really in the heart of the New Testament, in the New Testament revelation. So this is a, a refreshing change, I think, for us and our listeners as well. Yeah, we're very happy to get into this again and see this wonderful epistle that brings out some very wonderful positive things and one or two negative things. Before we go to Witness Lee today, uh, let's look at Philippians chapter 1, verse 1. It says, Paul and Timothy, slaves of Christ Jesus to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the overseers and the deacons. Philippians is the only book, Francis, in the New Testament that uses this phrase, to all the saints with the overseers and the deacons. We're going to find out how this phrase is a window into God's administration, his plan for administration for the church. Let's join Witness Lee with that. According to the New Testament, in every local church, the saints are the components of uh, a local church. And among the saints, there are some leading ones, which the New Testament call the elders, also the overseers. The word elder indicates the person, comparatively speaking, somewhat older, more mature, more experienced, so they are called uh, the elders. The uh, overseers are not a different group of people. This was wrongly taught by Ignatius in the second century. Ignatius told people that uh, the overseers or the bishops are higher than the elders. He said the elders are local. And the uh, overseers or the bishops are above the uh, locality. But this is absolutely unscriptural. According to Acts chapter 20, the elders are the overseers. Elder, this title refers to the person. An overseer, this title refers 
to their function. When the elders are functioning, they are actually the overseers. Then under them, in a local church, there are the certain ones, which are called the deacons. Of course, you all know deacons, or deacon is an anglicized Greek word, which means the certain ones. So, in this verse, we can see the church in Philippi was quite uh, elderly established. I would call your attention concerning one word. That is the word waits. You see, Paul says he wrote all the saints, waits, the overseers and deacons. This tells us that uh, the local church doesn't have three groups of people. The Bible tells us in a local church there should be just one unique group, that is the saints. Not the saints and the overseers, but the saints ways overseers. Francis, this is a good example of how Witnessly would help us. Many times with the small words mean a lot. In this case, the difference between and and with can have a much different meaning in this verse. We have this point showing that the Apostle's word to the Philippians indicates there's really only one class of believers in a proper local church. There's not a leadership class and then the laity class. Let's talk about this point a little bit more and maybe uh, develop what happened with this heir from an early church father named Ignatius in the second century. Ignatius really caused a problem that's lasted even down to today. Ignatius taught that uh, the overseers were over a group of churches but that the elders were just local in their function. But actually, the overseers and the elders are the same persons. You can see that clearly in Acts chapter 20, when Paul sent word for the elders in Ephesus to meet him in Miletus, he addressed them in such a way, telling them to take heed to themselves and to the flock over which they were to be the overseers. So he classifies the elders and the overseers as one group. And as Brother Lee pointed out, the elders are the uh, position they have, but the overseers is the function that they exercise. And this uh, error that came in through Ignatius, as I mentioned, lasted even down to today because it makes a class of different ones of the saints. So when Brother Lee pointed out that uh, here in this epistle, he addresses the church in Philippi with the elders and the deacons. So... uh, I think this helps to make it clear that there is only that one class of people, just the believers who meet together as the church. Uh, We're seeing today in this address to the Philippians that Paul was quite concerned about a problem of division and dissension among them. Of course, we're just seeing one of the things that has caused a similar problem throughout the ages in church history. Uh, In this coming section, uh, we want to go back and see another problem. Let me read another couple of verses, actually, verses 4 and 5. It says, Always in my every petition on behalf of you all, making my petition with joy, for your fellowship unto the furtherance of the gospel from the first day until now. Let's go back to Witness Lee, Francis. The church in Philippi had the fellowship with the Apostle Paul 
until the spreading of the gospel. They had such a fellowship. They had a kind of participation uh, with Apostle Paul in the furtherance of God's move on this earth according to his economy. So this was a good work. And Paul says, you become joint partakers of my grace. Or we may say, you become joint partakers of grace with me. Actually, the Greek says, you become partakers of my grace, of the grace which I enjoy. And they prayed for the apostle. They prayed, and also, I like this point, they made the apostles Paul his joyful. This is the way to have a participation in the uh, furtherance of God's move on this earth with the apostles. Then lastly, they participated in the uh, material need of the apostles. So, no doubt, this was quite a pretty good church. Yet, they still had some dissension. By this you can see, dissension is hard for us to avoid. Dissension, just like opinions, exists everywhere. Why? Because opinions. And opinions came from where? From the mind. And where's the mind? In the soul. So, in this book, the soul was mentioned several times. And the mind, and the thinking. The soul, the mind, and the thinking. These three words have been used again and again. One verse says, one in the soul. The other verse says, joined in soul. Another verse says, lack soul. We all have to be one in the soul. Well, Francis, we finally reached this dissension among believers that we referred to at the beginning of the broadcast today. Witness Lee mentioned three verses particularly. Let's look at these and then talk for a moment about this crucial matter. Uh, in chapter 1, verse 27, it says that you stand firm in one spirit with one soul. Chapter 2, verse 2 says, Make my joy full that you think the same thing, having the same love joined in soul, thinking the one thing. Also in chapter 2, verse 20, For I have no one like-souled who will genuinely care for what concerns you. Francis, what about these phrases, with one soul, joined in soul, and like soul, that are so linked, so important to understanding this matter of dissension between and among believers? Well, it is true that uh, we in the church life today need to be in one soul. Uh, the reason being that uh, there's no practicality if we're just one in spirit. That is true, but that's not practical. To make this practical, we need to be one in soul, we need to be joined in soul, and we need to have a like mind, which is part of our soul. So when we realize that the soul is the mind, the emotion, and the will, this is how we are a person. That's what expresses us. So if we're descending in our soul, we're not one in soul, then we do have differences and we do have opinions that destroy our one accord in carrying out God's work in the local church. 
to be in the church life and not have the same soul is uh, just a theory. That may work on Sunday morning once a week, but it won't work day by day. So these cases that you have in Philippians, they're very important, but that's not the main theme in Philippians. That's a theme that shows us that it was a normal church, but it had uh, shortcomings. And that was not to be one soul, joined in soul, and thinking the same thing. But these are very important uh, points because this is the source of dissension. That means that our opinions come from the mind, the main part of the soul. So uh, we need to have a way in order to be one in soul, not just in spirit. If I say I'm with you one in, in the spirit, that's true. That's true with all the Christians. But how you express that and how that comes out in practicality, it means we have the same mind, we have the same love, and we have the same desire, the will. So to be one in soul means we are thinking the same thing. Uh, of course, uh, oneness in the Spirit is a part of our birthright we inherit uh, when we receive this new life, eternal life. Oneness in the soul does not come quite so easily, does it? That's right. That's something uh, we learn by a practice. We're going to see some of that in this coming section. Uh, also in this book, Francis, we have a very practical example of a couple of sisters who were suffering from this problem and were not in the one like sold that Paul was talking about here. We see this in chapter 4. It says in verses 2 and 3, I exhort Euodius and I exhort Syntyche to think the same thing in the Lord. Yes, I ask you also, genuine yoke fellow, assist them, since they contended with me in the gospel. Let's join Witness Lee Francis and look at this problem existing between these two co-workers of the Lord in Philippi. The church in Philippi was all okay, very well established. The only defect among them was their opinion. Even two top sisters, you odious and syntyche, co-workers with Paul, they were different in their thinking. And they were different in their thinking, not in uh, secular things, but in the holy work, in the furtherance, in the preaching of the move of God on this earth. They held different opinions in their soul. They were not divided because they were still one in their spirit. Yet, in practice, they were dissenting one to another because of their different minds, different thinkings. They are not one soul in preaching the gospel. You have four knots. Not thinking the same thing, not having the same love, not joining soul, and not thinking the one thing. What is the one thing? Paul used the term already that is thinking the same thing. That's easy to understand. But thinking the one thing, what is this? The same thing is Christ. The one thing is seeking Christ. Seeking Christ. Gaining Christ. Taking hold of Christ. Possessing Christ. This is the one thing. To interpret any term of the Bible, you have to interpret it by the whole context of the book. 
in the whole book of Philippians, the same thing is Christ, and the one thing is the seeking of Christ. Without any doubt, the same thing is Christ in this book, and the one thing is the pursuing after Christ. To think this, our mind to be renewed. In the Bible, to be renewed is to supply the new element that the old could be discharged. This is metabolism. It can metabolic transfer. Something new, that is something of Christ, has been uh, infused into our being to uh, not only replace the old, but also to discharge the old. I tell you, this is to renew it. You keep your mind on Christ. Let Christ occupy your mind. This was the reason that there was some dissension because they kept their old mind. This was the defect. Well, Francis, the Apostle Paul mentioned uh, a number of good things about this church in Philippi. But let's talk about this defect that was apparent there, uh, the matter of dissension. I appreciate that he not only pointed out the defect, but he narrowed it down more practically to the fact that they stayed in their old mind. This was really the reason for the defect. Uh, I can relate to this in my own experience. Uh, Whenever I stay in my old mind, I seem to have more trouble with dissension. Practically, how can we be freed, Francis, or released from this old mind which is plagued by differing opinions from almost everyone else? I believe there's not a place where there's not some of this because our old man needs to be renewed. It's not like our spirit gets uh, regenerated and receives the life of God the moment we believe. But to think the same thing, that's the exercise of our mind, that is uh, something more in our Christian life. And Brother Lee pointed out, I'd like to repeat, to think the same thing, Christ. That's what our thinking must be, and that's where our mind must be. And to seek after Christ himself is to gain him so the more we do this the more our mind is renewed that is it has a metabolic change in which the old element of our old mind is discharged and a new element is supplied so when we get into the word and we into fellowship with christ personally by praying and fellowshipping with him and fellowshipping with one another if our center and the occupation of our mind is christ then we're being renewed day by day. Even the Bible talks about uh, the renewing of our mind being a day-by-day, even a thought-by-thought process. So we need to allow Christ to become all these positive elements in us which causes our minds to be renewed. Then we will speak the same thing, we will think the one thing, and we'll pursue Christ as the one thing that we desire. Francis, let's talk for a moment more about this matter of the renewing of the mind. It's related to the new life that's flowing in our spirit, but it's, uh, as you said, something more. How about the advance or the development of this new life which we've received in our spirit and experiencing it practically uh, renewing our mind? Yeah, well, this is a matter of the growth and the spread of our spirit into our mind. It's called transformation. We're in the process of being transformed as believers. When we got uh, regenerated, we received 
another life. But this life is in our spirit. Now it needs to grow. It needs to spread and spread into our mind. And the Bible, both in Romans and Ephesians and now in Philippians, it has a lot to say about the progress of this transformation, that if we are renewed in our mind, we'll be transformed. By the renewing of our mind, we come into one accord. And by the renewing of our mind, we speak the same thing. We have the same goal. So this matter of allowing the Lord to renew our mind is a big matter for dealing with dissension or many other problems in the church life. Hmm. So uh, I really am impressed, Chris, that we need to think the same thing, to be joined in soul, to be one mind, all thinking one thing, and that thing is Christ. Christ. To think the same thing is to think Christ, and to think the one thing is to think pursuing and yeah, seeking pursuing Christ. pursuing Christ, right. Francis, it's good to be with you in uh, this New Testament book of Philippians. We'll be here a while, and I appreciated our fellowship today. All of these past programs are available for uh, any of our listeners who have access to the Internet. You can download and listen to these programs on your computer at your leisure from our website, which is located at www.lsm. And while you're at our website, you could browse around and see many of the publications and other items that are available from Living Stream. So once again, that's www.lsm.org. We'll return tomorrow with another live study from the Book of Philippians. Before we go, I'd like to give you that toll-free number and also our mailing address. It's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 888-543-3788. We'd love to get your calls, not only uh, for your inquiries about books and other items to order, but even to get your comments. Uh, we have operators that take these calls, and they report to us some of the most interesting and uh, encouraging, and we cherish these calls very much. It means a great deal for us and all of those who serve here, putting these programs together, to hear from you. Uh, whether or not your comment is positive, that's fine. We are open and always seeking enlightenment from uh, all of our listeners, and uh, we'd love to hear your comments, uh, be them questions or confirming what you've seen for yourself in the Word. Uh, we just received a comment from one caller. I thought I would pass it along. Uh, I didn't take the call, so this is secondhand. But he reported that he had been listening now for almost two years. And his word was something to this effect, Francis. I hear something new, different, almost every day. And for two years, I've been checking out everything you've said that is new and different and uh, not traditional. He said, I have not yet found one thing that you've given us that I can disprove. So we encourage you. We uh, we realize that many of the things you're hearing in this ministry, you're likely not hearing many other places. So if you run across something, we uh, do encourage you. Check it out for yourself. Get into the scriptures and the verses that we're talking about for yourself. And, of course, uh, we would love to hear from you if you have questions about any of these things. So that's an encouraging call. We like very thoughtful listeners, Francis. Yes, that is very encouraging. Francis, uh, we'll have you back here in just a couple of days as we continue in Philippians. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. And thank you all for listening. I'm Chris Wilde. Please join us again tomorrow. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. If you'd like to read the works of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee, just visit our website, ministrybooks.org. 
From there, you'll find over 600 complete titles available to read online free of charge. Witness Lee's ministry stood squarely on the shoulders of his mentor and co-worker, Watchman Nee, as well as those of countless ministers of the New Testament throughout the ages. The riches contained in his life study of the Bible represent the top, the cream of his 70-plus years of ministry and range in topic from lessons for new believers to commentary and exposition on passages from every book of the Bible. But they all contain practical and deeper truths about the Christian life. Again, this wonderful online resource is available to you free of charge at ministrybooks.org. If you have questions or comments about this ministry or the program you heard today, email us radio at lsm.org or call us toll free, 888-LIFE-STUDY. That's 1-888-543-3788. Thanks for listening today.